Hey, this is another podcast of the Parent Pivot Podcast. We are here to help adult. No, no. We're here to. (laughs) (laughs) We are here to help adults. We are. We're here to help parents with their adult children. I'm Steve Cummings. I'm Julia Cummings. And we're here just letting the microphone roll. We have a topic in mind, which is what? Well, we were just talking about, you know, I oftentimes I am sitting in a session with someone and I'm listening, listening to them talk about someone in their life who it kind of goes to what we talked about last week a little bit, the ability to be self-aware and look at yourself. Right. And um, in this particular case, kind of what I'm thinking is how there are some people that they dig in to knowledge, like they'll read a lot of self-help books. They um, read a lot of a lot of books that might make them want to be better people. Wait, I remember you just off the, off the cuff. Your dad used to have a stack of history books. Yeah, they he weren't self-help talked, books because no, my but, dad was not. But a those were person. those were thick. But he could blow through those thick yeah. books on history quickly. Yeah. So all we're saying is, there's a lot of stuff out there. Either you're might be a reader, maybe you're not a reader. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the person who, you know, takes in information, and yet they make no changes in their own life. So if I sat and I read right now, you're reading Atomic Habits. I am. Good book. Good book. I um, highly recommend it. Right. So if you sat there and read Atomic Habits and learned a lot of stuff, but never implemented anything that might make you a better human being. Yep. And honestly, something like Atomic Habits, I'm not even necessarily thinking of a book like that. I'm just using that as an example because I haven't read Atomic Habits. So I'm assuming it's a book about habits. Habits may or may not make you a better person. They actually may make you, no, you can, it's, a it's talking more about, difficult yeah, person. It's talking about a lot about the brain, the relation to the brain, and how we get into these routines. Right. And we all have bad habits, but it kind right. of clears that all up, and it's very inspiring. And really, the gist of the whole book is, what can you do to make a 1% change right. in your life? You know, if you sit there and say, I'm going to buy a gym membership, I'm going to go for an hour every day, I'm going to work out, that's overdoing it. He would be saying, like, for example, here's the change I made for this year. I'm going to come back. Oh, i got to do this. <laughs> you haven't done it today. I haven't done it today. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to come back from my walk in the morning before I make coffee, and I'm just going to do as many push-ups as I can. Mm. Now, I have that because I know I won't work out at the gym, and I know that I'll, I'll give up on it, but it's like, what's that 1% change you could make in any area of your life mm-hmm. and start doing in a small increment? Because the point is, you know, if a plane leaves from Atlanta and heads direction towards Los Angeles, it only takes a small increment of change and that plane can end up in Seattle. Right. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I know, how did I get off on this? We're talking about... Well, because you're into the book. Right. Um, but my point is, and that's why I said with Atomic Habits, that's not, I mean, it can be the type of book I'm talking about, but let's say it's a, a marriage or a parenting book or the book that we've recommended a million times, Jim Burns' book. Right. Um, if you're just reading a book to read a book and go, oh, that's interesting, and right. then there's no change from it. And it's just information, and then you don't do anything. There, The verse in the Bible that says, let your mind be transformed. Right. Um, Hebrews 12? Uh, no, Hebrews 12 is about the, the faith. Um, it's about renewing your mind. Yeah, renewing, re- yeah, renew your mind. Yeah. Maybe you can look that up. I'll look that up. Um, <laughs> 
I should note that because I think of it all the time. And we're coming from a Christian world perspective, yeah, and I have I, a Master of Divinity. I thought it was Hebrews 12. Look Maybe it up. I'm wrong. Go ahead, keep anyway, talking. But I think about that verse and basically that it's the renewing of your mind that causes changes. Right. And last week we talked about being self-aware. And so I'm, you know, the, the point that I'm trying to very poorly make is the fact that as I sit and I listen to people talk in my office, I'm often amazed at how um, it is often everybody else's fault. Right. Or they know somebody in their life that it's always their fault. Romans 12. Romans 12. Thank Not you. Hebrews. Hebrews Could 12. Could you read faith. it? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and... Uh, and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Right. Okay. Um, That's the first time we read scripture in the broadcast. Yeah. But I take that to heart because... I don't want to be complacent. And that's kind of what I hear in that verse is about being complacent right. and um, allowing God to do a work in me that would cause me to be transformed, that would cause me to change, that then would cause my relationships to be better. Right. And so I get a lot of people in my office that I either they're the person that is blaming others or they have someone in their life that is blaming them. And either way, it doesn't work. Right. It, it, it never works to blame. And I just, it strikes me when I hear that, and particularly men, you've referred to this before, how men just think in their heads all the time. Right. And I, I, granted, I deal more with women, so I'm and, coming from a different perspective. And I deal more with men. Right. And I'm coming from the other perspective. Right. So <laughs> I hear a lot of women yes. talk about their men. Yes. And, and I hear a lot of men talk about their women. <laughs> right. But their men seem to be, um, and I'm not trying to put anyone in a box. I'll say it. Okay. I, I hear that men are very more stubborn. Um, they are very black and white. In many cases. And we're very logical. Which... And logical. And so they're all in their head. And you, right. you, you actually talked about this on the last podcast. Right. So right. expand and, on well, that. Well, just, just our, our starting point is as men, we're never taught to get into our heart, meaning our emotions, meaning being aware of why am I reacting to all these things? Why am I having this conversation or argument with my wife? Why can't she see my, my viewpoint? That, that, and now all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting frustrated and whatever. But if we're never, if we're all stuck in our head, all we're having is a logical uh, conversation. And this is why men and women get disconnected. Right. And we're like going, well, hey, I'm, we're married. We're supposed to, you know, you know, do this, that, and the other. And she's like going, I don't feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not being nice. And because women come more, they are, they're kind of why they come more from a heart. And this goes back to the book Guardian Angel. Mm-hmm. You and mentioned the, that And a I mentioned that before, ago. where God gives us our wives as guardian angels. They're much more in tune with what's going on around. They have our blind spots because we're just looking at where we're going. Let's pick up, let's move, we get jobs, we do this, we do that. I'm supposed to go out there and a living, provide for you, put bread on the table, roof over our heads, I did my job, and that's it. And she's like, no, we're going to make a home. So all that to say is, men, we do struggle 
with getting out of our heads. Yeah. That's just, I, I, I struggled with it for 27 years before life crashed and my best got me to getting into intensive therapy. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought, you know what? Something needs to change. And the something needs to be changed isn't the rest of the world. The something needs to change is Steve Cummings, mm-hmm. which is kind of the, the impetus of this podcast. Right. Because what I hear often, and you can tell me if you hear this with your men, is that the wife is too emotional, that she, it's that she, it's like, you're not making sense. Right. You're too sensitive. You're too emotional. You're too this. You're too that. And he's not appreciating exactly what you're talking about, not appreciating what she brings to the table, and he poo-poos it or whatever. So I can think of a lot of men that I've known in the church their whole lives that hear all the same sermons, they go to men's retreats, they go to men's, you know, conferences, they read books, they do all this stuff, but they're not making a hill of beans change. Right. And I I can't wrap my head around that because I'm like do you really think if you talk to your wife that way that she's going to respond the way you want her to? Right. We haven't created a safe place for men to get into their hearts. Right. We're too afraid to go there. And when we go there, we don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And we think that uh, somehow I'm becoming uh, a wuss mm-hmm. and I can't do that because that's not masculinity. And I want to say, pause, those are all lies. Mm-hmm. Okay, they come from the pit of hell. They smell like smoke. Okay, we were created in the image of God. We're image bearers of God. We have the physical realm, the mental realm, which we're really strong in. In fact, I just went through this with both of my groups the other night. I said, hey, in the five areas of wholehearted living, physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual, where are you the strongest? And to a T, uh, 95% of them were strongest in the physical, mm-hmm. followed by mental. Mm-hmm. We're all about learning. We've got to learn. We've got to learn that next thing. We've got to uh, be an entrepreneur. We've got to make the money. We've got to do whatever. So physical and mental are strong. And then all of a sudden you get over to the, the emotional, social, and maybe the spiritual bump up. Bump up. Some mental or, um, I'm sorry, social and emotional are down. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're basically only firing on two of the five cylinders. Mm-hmm. Maybe three if you're strong spiritually. But if you're strong spiritually, then why aren't you strong emotionally? Right. Where's your balance? Where's the balance? So you got five areas of wholehearted living and you're strong in two of them, men. You know, yes, we do need to do work. And yes, you do not need to feel shame because your wife can express emotions better than you can. Right. I still feel like I'm in grade school compared to you on emotions. But guess what? I used to be completely let go on emotions. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and I went through a lot, but it took it took hard things in my life and suffering to happen to get my attention. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm a better version of me than who I used to be. Right. And that's kind of what we're talking about here on this podcast is how can you be a better version of you for your adult children? Right. And so you you may be sitting there wondering, what does this have to do with my adult children? Because right. you're really talking about marriage right now. Right. Which is true. What does this have to do with adult children, what sweetheart? What does this have to do with adult <laughs> children? Um, basically, get out of your head. And this is a thing that we need to realize we look at these generations, the Gen Zers and the Millennials, and even younger than the Gen Zers, I'm not even sure what they're called anymore, but, um, and we think, oh my gosh, everything's about feeling and emotion, and I don't feel this, so I'm not working because I don't really feel like it and whatever else. And yes, it's annoying. It makes no sense. Even for somebody who's not quite as logical, it makes right. no sense. 
but that is how they operate. And we can't change that. We can't tell them to change that. They are going to have to go through some changes in order to become more balanced. However, you're going through changes to become more balanced. Um, As you deal with your adult children, they are coming from a different perspective and you have got to learn to listen. So as you take in information like our podcast or like the book we recommend or perhaps you're reading a book about parenting or being a better spouse or whatever, you've got to take it in and then maybe do like what you're talking about, the atomic habits type of thing where you're trying to make a 1% change. Well, and when I'm sitting here thinking about men and why are we always so stuck in our knowledge? For me, that's how I got my affirmation and worth. Mm. I mean, I'm not emotionally attached to either my mom or my dad, and they know that, and they're probably listening to the podcast, and they told me it's okay to share these things. <laughs> so I'm not emotionally attached to them. But what I found was the better I did in school, the more I, you know, if I came home with A's and stuff, the more uh, words of affirmation I got. Man, way to go. And so we then, our brain starts telling us, hey, if I can keep performing, if I can know more, I can read more, if I get a, a, a master's degree, if I get a doctorate, all these things are building my self-worth. Right. And that's where we tend to get stuck because we've only built one side of the of the body. It'd be like It'd be like your body. If you're supposed to exercise your whole body, your right arm looks like a Mike Tyson arm. And your left arm is completely frail. Mm-hmm. Nobody would walk around looking like that. But yet that's that's who we are walking yeah. around life going, I don't know anything. And I void that left arm, let's say. That's the emotional side. And I don't want anybody to see it because I feel so inadequate mm-hmm. doing that. And I go, you know what, man? Join the club. Right. It is okay to not know how to do something because I can get that left arm as big as the right arm. It's going to take more work, but it's going to take more focus, mm-hmm. more awareness, more intentionality. And where we're going this with adult children is they're always watching you. They're always experiencing you. And when they see you making changes and stuff, they're going to catch on. And that's where we're at when we, when we pivot from the parent to the partner. When we're the parent, we just instruct Right. Billy, Susie, you need to go do this. Pick up your clothes. Do this. Do that. Da da da. Now that we're partners, it's like, guess what? The focus now stops doing that, right. and it's on me. And if I can be an example of of, of going after a better version of Steve Cummings, mm-hmm. then my kids are watching, going, "Wow, that's amazing." Now I'm not doing it to get their um, applause. I don't need their applause. If I, if and I, and you're not really doing it to teach them something no. either. You're hoping that it does catch. Yeah, if they catch on. on. And I've level. seen instances where it does. Yeah. And they're more receptive to it. Now I've got a deeper relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, out of the blue, I might get a text from one of our kids saying, Hey, Dad, I could use your help on this. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to ask him, Hey, how did you start realizing that? Did you see change <laughs> in me? That's, that's not what I'm going to say. But I will say this you've made it a safer place. Because they watched you become more tender-hearted, yeah. more wholehearted. Yeah. You haven't ignored the other areas where you're 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 not doing as well. But um, why would you go through this Christian life in a mediocre way mm-hmm. and just stuff everything in your head and know a bunch of verses and not put it into action? I mean, Scripture is just full of those things. In fact, I'm thinking of someone right now that you know ran across who was teaching a um, a Sunday school class mm-hmm. and things and. Uh, I mean, you could just tell this guy knew knew his Bible inside and out. It was great. And then he interacted with someone and was really passive aggressive mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And I'm kind of, I kind of was kind of dumbfounded by it all. Yeah. And I went, time out. 
that's obviously a disconnect there. Because if you know these verses, you know how you should behave. You've memorized them in your head. They obviously didn't make it way to your heart to now put it into action with this person that you just embarrassed in front of everybody. Right. So that's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to your adult children, again, we're going to turn it back on you. Yep. And that's really, we keep doing that well, we for keep putting, a reason. Take, take the spotlight <laughs> off of them and having expectations right. and put the spotlight on you. Right. Because you can't change, can't change someone them. else. I can't change you. No. You can never change. <laughs> you it can never <laughs> change someone else. You can only change you, your responses, your reactions, and... Um, yeah, it really comes down to you and how you are operating. And the way that you operate can change the way other people are operating. I often tell people when they come to the office, and let's say it's a family situation, particularly um, you'll find a family who's having a problem with one of their kids, typically a teenager, and that teenager is acting out, is doing something. The funny thing is that people don't realize in a family dynamic like that, your teenager that's acting out is probably the healthiest out of all of you. (laughs) Because that teenager is saying, something's Something's wrong here, and I don't like it, and I'm going to get loud about it. And they don't know how to express it. And they don't know how to express it because they haven't seen it. And everybody else is operating on this hamster wheel where everybody's doing what they're we're supposed to do. We're either ignoring it or we're throwing it under the rug. I grew up. I grew up in a home where conflict was swept under the rug. Right. We never talked about anything. I, I, I was one of those ones where like, what just happened, and whatever, and we never talked about it. It went right under the rug, and we don't know what to do with it. Right. So when you've done that, and that's your now your default for your heart. Right. Here comes something coming along, and that's what you do. And we're saying, right. hey, time out. That's an unhealthy way of interacting with anybody right. in your marriage. But your your kids have been now taught that. Right. And that's what they're going to do. So when so back to my point though about the like a teenager in this situation, it's oftentimes that teenager. And getting the family into therapy because of them acting out, that all the truths will come out. That all of the unhealthy actions come out. And then everybody's making a change together. Right. So when you choose to look at yourself, to make a change in yourself, it will naturally spill out onto the others that you're engaging with. Right, because you're making you're, you're making changes here and, and you're, you're reading or absorbing or asking your mate, hey, how, what's it like to be on the other side of me? If you ever ask that question, you need to be in a really teachable posture with your arms open wide and your palms up saying, I really want to know. Yeah. What are some areas that you see, sweetheart? You see my blind spots. And you might say, hey, um, you're quick to cut off friendships when you get offended. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I should probably work on that. And mm-hmm. what's, why do I do that? And things like that. I may find a book. I may read up on that. And I may allow scripture to speak into my heart. And I'm going to, again, make a 1% change like we talked about last podcast. I don't have to change it overnight, but I'm aware of it. And I know that happens. That doesn't mean I'm going to go from, say, on a scale of 1 to 10, I was a 2 and I'm going to jump to 10 and it's going to be 10 the rest of the way. No, right. you might go to 2.1 right, or 2.3. Right. And as long as the needle is moving, you're improving a better version of you. And when I say a better version, I mean you're allowing the Holy Spirit to transform your heart. 
and you're not the same person you were five years ago. I look at the men in my two groups. Mm-hmm. I tell them regularly, you're not the same guy you were three years ago. Oh my goodness, can I remind you about that? Uh, you're not the same guy you were a year ago. Because when you're in the forest, all you see are trees. Right. When you're standing up above that from a different perspective, I see, yeah, but you started over here and now look where you are. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I know the men in your group, so I can, I attest to that, that yeah. they're, they're growing and doing well. I think what we want to do is we want to be an encouragement to all of you out there as parents of adult children to, we've talked about putting the spotlight on yourself, not yeah. looking at the behavior and decisions that your that adult kids are making, but hey, what are some things about that are going on about me? We've talked about wholehearted living in the different areas. We've talked about um, just being a better version of yourself, allowing what you've read and learned, whether it's scripture or self-help books, mm-hmm. to then cause change. Yeah, yeah. And it, again, this goes back last po- podcast and this one, yep. that it is about self-awareness. It is. And about making changes. Right. And, and you'll, watch, you'll watch your relationship with your children get more healthy, Mm-hmm. They'll improve. And guess what? You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to gain more self-confidence. You're going to see God at work in your heart and in your life. And um, and men, it's going to take us harder work because we have not been taught how to get into our hearts. Yeah. And most church men's groups don't know how to do that. We do our, our annual men's retreat. We go, we come back, be a leader, be strong, do this, lead your family, whatever. And no one ever teaches us how to get into our hearts and see our true identity as a beloved son. Mm. And so if you want to go to bringingkingdom.org and check out what I'm talking about, that's the website that is my ministry, my own 501c3. Uh, feel free to go there. Send me a text uh, at 714-742-9625. We'll have a conversation. I'm not going to keep your email. I'm not going to hold on your phone number. It's about, hey, what did you really mean on that podcast about getting into my heart? Yeah. How do I see myself as a beloved son of the king? Because as we allow the spirit to transform us, he is creating that better version of us. Mm-hmm. It's not We're not doing it because we want accolades or applause or respect or uh, performance or whatever. It's about, no, I, I want to have a better quality of spiritual life going on. I want to live wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. Do you anything else to add? I really don't. I think you've covered it really well. Awesome. Well, we appreciate y'all listening. We love that you come back every Tuesday morning. We, we put up a new edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast and share this with your friends. Uh, the best form of advertising for us has been word of mouth. Yeah. We're finding people all over the country and even all over the world uh, listening. And we appreciate y'all listening. We will be back next week with another edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast. Bye. 